Welcome to the Financial Fun Podcast with your host, Tammy Johnston. This is where Tammy talks with business owner parents and grandparents about the interesting and important subject of money. We promise this to be an interesting and open discussion, as that's how we learn best. And now, here's your host, author of the Financial Foundations. Financial Foundations is a series of books to teach kids about money, goal setting, and living a balanced life. Find out more at financialfund.ca. Here's Tammy Johnston. First things first, I would like to thank all of my listeners that have subscribed and reviewed my podcast and invite you to subscribe and review if you haven't yet. I appreciate you helping us to get the word out and making financial literacy a safe and welcoming subject for kids and adults. Second, please check out my podcast website, financialfund.ca, where you will be able to access past shows, find out more about me and our guests, as well as purchase the beautifully illustrated Financial Foundations books that teach kids about money in a fun, healthy, and holistic way. Good afternoon, and thank you for joining us once again for the Financial Fun Podcast. And today our guest is the wonderful Michelle McGarvey from up in Edmonton, Alberta. Thank you for joining us, Michelle. Well, thank you, Tammy, for having me. Well, it's always good to talk to people. Could you tell us a little bit about what your business is? Absolutely. I'm a mortgage professional with Dominion Lending Centers. And um, what I do is I truly make people's dreams come true in home ownership. Um, I've got a financial career of about 27 years in the financial industry and uh, really have worked through uh, helping people both through their investments and through credit and helping them with simple banking and just getting their feet on the ground. And I've changed my career from being in a bank to being independent where I work for my clients. And even through that, I get the pleasure of working with, with people to help them get ready for that big step into home ownership. So I do work with a lot of young people and people of all stages of their life. Well, that's that's good. Uh, home ownership is definitely a dream for, ev- well, not everyone, but definitely for most people. So, yeah, I can completely appreciate the helping of the young people and others getting started. So could you tell us a little bit about your family situation? Absolutely. Um, I have a son. He's now 25, and um, he's actually got his own business, and he's a, uh, just on his way to finishing his commercial pilot's license. Oh, your son already has his own business at 25. That's pretty impressive. It is very impressive. I'm very proud of him. I, I always appreciate the ones that have, have the courage and the skills to step into entrepreneurship earlier. Well, you know, I, I think he comes by quite honestly and naturally. So uh, I am proud of him for taking that lead and, and forging ahead. So some people, I've always taught him that if he wants to find his own rainbow, he better get out there and find his own puddle and start bouncing around. <laughs> because, uh, you know, if you're waiting for someone else to provide it, it's not going to happen. Yeah, and that's very much the truth to that. So going back and thinking about when you were a kid, when was the first time that you started to realize and notice the importance of money in your world? Oh, gee, you know, one of the nicest things that I have to say I, I thank my parents for today is um, when I was about age, I'd say 10, 11, 12, you know, that age is a you're starting to become preteen and, you know, fashion starts to matter to you and how you look and all that good stuff. 
And my parents were very much traditionally of if you want to have something beyond the standard, you get one pair of jeans and two shirts for the start of school, you better earn your own money and go, you know, buy what you want because we're not going to buy it for you. So I very quickly got myself a job mowing lawns over the summertime and went out there and knocked on doors to see, you know, whose uh, yards I could help out with. And I started making money and I had a goal of how much I was going to spend every year. And um, and that that goal setting actually was um, instilled in me in a very young age. Yeah, that's that's an important one. My parents were fairly fairly similar that anything over above the basics, I had to get a job and look after myself. And I remember yeah. getting my first job answering my neighbor's phone mm-hmm. um, back when I don't know if you ever had to deal with them, but I lived out in the middle of nowhere and they had party lines. Yeah. Oh yeah, I had the party <laughs> line. Yeah, we were the two ring. Yeah. yeah. We were, the, we were the two ring also, so my neighbor had the one ring. So if it went past three, I was supposed to answer it and take his messages and stuff, and I got $10 a month for that. Oh, wow. <laughs> Isn't that something? Oh, my goodness. Well, yeah, because mowing lawns and stuff wasn't really an option, because when, when your closest neighbor is like her 30, a 30-minute 30 walk away. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's quite a workout to mow lawns. But that's good. That's fantastic. Yes. So very good. And... Being a mom and being in the financial profession and stuff all throughout the time that your your son was young and stuff, what were some of the things that you noticed that he was asking about? You know, it's interesting, and, and we laugh about this more today, but um, kids have a tendency to listen to other people more so than their parents. And uh, while he knew the information I was giving him meant something, you know, someone else would say the same thing, and they he'd think they were brilliant. But, um, you know, I, I've, I've always been very strong on goal setting and, and making him have an allowance and making him get a job himself and putting money in the bank. And, um, you know, right away, as soon as he started working at age 14, I had a social insurance number for him. And I taught him when he got his paycheck, he had to break it up into three categories. And he actually had an RSP at that stage. Mm-hmm. So he had an RSP. He had a savings account for his where he was saving for big goals, and then he had a spending account. And um, I made him do that from a very, very young age, and he was able to buy his first car as a result when he turned 16, and he bought himself a Mustang when he turned 16. So, Oh, very impressive. Yeah. Very impressive. And how did you notice that he was different from, like, his friends that he was hanging around with when it came, like I said, to the to the financial subjects and things like that? Well, I think the difference is, is I made him save his money. And um, at first, you know, he would get quite upset about it because he obviously didn't have the same money to spend as his friends did. And I find at this age, you know, kids are very um, want orientated. So I want this, I'll buy it. Mm -hmm. And I was always, you know, I'd always teach him, is that a want or a need? You know, do you need that? And, um, And I'd always have a cool down period. So, you know, if he wanted something bad enough, I'd say, well, we'll come back to that and look at it in 24 or 48 hours and see how bad you still want it. And then, you know, help me understand why you need it. (laughs) And how often after after the cooling down period did he actually hand over his cold hard cash to do it? Not often. A lot of times, you know, you you knew he really, it was something very important to him if he still wanted it. So, yeah, and, you know, and it did, it did teach him that philosophy of understanding so yeah no it was a good very good thing that I think I I did with him 
I would have to say I say that I, when I'm when I'm teaching people, one of the most important questions you can always ask before you spend money on anything is, do I really want this? I don't typically like using the word need because mm-hmm. of just the psychology around it. But right. I say, look, think back to all the stuff that's in your closet and the cupboards and the drawers at your house that you spent good hard money for that you've never used or taken the tags off of. Mm. And they say, well, if you really wanted it, you would have worn it or used it or done something with it. If yeah. The fact that it's never come out of your closet or it still has the tags on it, you didn't really want it that much, did you? Well, one of the other things that I would always, you know, have him think about was, you know, how much he made per hour. So, you know, in his earlier teen times, it was normally about that 13 to $15 an hour. So if he was buying something that was in the 50 to $100 range, I'd say, well, how many hours did it take you to work to make that? And was that time spent working worth what you're about to get? That's another really good way of looking and, at things. You know, and again, that would instill, because, I mean, my son actually, when he was in high school, um, he he was part of the registered apprenticeship program, which was very good for him because he learned a lot of skills working in construction. And he was taking a carpentry program. And so he was making money at an early age. And um, so he, you know, he did have some money in his jeans. There's no question. But I'd always say, you know, that was hard work. So, you know, how many how many hours did it take you to make that? And what did you do to have to make that money? You know, and, and so that that kind of reframes, you know, return on your investment. <laughs> yeah, I, I like that. That's a very, very good piece. The other one that I, I've used with a lot of them and going, okay, well, do you really, really want to buy this trinket or this sweater or whatever the world it is? Or do you want to put that towards like your bigger goal of saving towards your first car or this special thing that you're doing or this trip that you're planning? And a lot of the time goes, no, I'd much rather have it for that other one. So, yeah, making making them slow down enough to make a conscious, intelligent choice rather than an impulsive, emotional one. Right. Right. Absolutely. And what are some of the things that you're, like you said, you're noticing now with, with, with your son being in business and stuff? Does, does, does he ask you questions much? He does. Yeah, more so now because he's really got to budget um, the work that he's doing. And he's got to think about the cost of doing the job until he gets paid. Because, you know, in what he's doing is some construction work. Yeah. And um, he, he needs to be able to upfront the money, get the project done and have you know, not overspend what that project was going to be. So he's really having to learn how to manage his money through that. And you know what? He's he's learned to uh, live poor, and he knows what it feels like to be hungry. <laughs> That's not necessarily a bad thing at all. No, it's not necessarily a bad thing. You know, it, it makes you really appreciate what you have, and it makes you appreciate the value of money. Because, you know, I one of the things I am noticing that kids his age – some of them haven't been launched yet. And what I mean by that is they're still living at home. So they've really got the comfort of, of living inside of their parents' house and, you know, food is there and all the necessities. And um, my son, I I did move him out um, into one of my properties, but he is paying me rent. And um, now he's buying his own groceries and groceries cost money. And so does turning on the lights and watching TV and all that good stuff that comes with it. And he learned very quickly how, 
you know, he's come back to me now and said, Mom, I don't know how you did it with me living at home. <laughs> you know, it, it's, it's great to be appreciated, isn't it, Michelle? It is. And, you know, when I hear that feedback, it's like, well, good. <laughs> you know, now you know how much it costs to buy groceries and uh, how much utilities cost and that value of the television and all that good stuff that you've been enjoying. Well, it's not just that, just the the life skills as well, learning to take care of himself. Like it, it breaks my heart when, when I come across these kids that are, that are in college and university and then don't, they don't have any life skills, mm-hmm. not alone just around the money, but they don't know how to do anything because mom or dad always took care of it all for them. That's right. That's right. And and then they get out into the world and they're supposed to, they're, they're supposed to be adults and, and, and they feel about as useful as babies. Well, unfortunately, they just haven't experienced it. So it's even a like cooking a meal. And that was something I, I really enjoy cooking. And so I always, you know, I had my son cook with me. So he did learn to cook. And, um, you know, again, same thing. He went through a little period of time there where he was going to, he thought it was cheaper to buy groceries or sorry, buy um, his meals out than it was to cook. He had this <laughs> philosophy until he started feeling really bad because uh, fast food, food isn't good for you. No, it and isn't. <laughs> he's always been used to having good food that I've always cooked. And uh, pretty soon was sitting there going, Mom, I don't feel good. And I just want a home-cooked meal. <laughs> Will you take care of me, Mom? <laughs> so, you know, now he's back to cooking his food again. And uh, that's, you know, again, it's nice to hear that feedback that uh, he's appreciated those skills and, and what that means to his overall health and financial health. Yeah. I, I also love the part where you said how he's, how he's had to go hungry a few times and, and, and learn to figure out how to do a job and get everything looked after up front before he gets paid and stuff like that. Because when I'm working with so many business owners and stuff, especially the ones starting out that have just been employees and things like that and going, you need to learn how to be creative because yes, you can make really good money, but you have to front all the costs up front and that before you get paid. And it's like, how do you make everything, everything work in a creative way? And that is an unbelievably important skill to have. And the sooner you learn that one, the better off you're going to be regardless if you're starting your own business or working as an employee. You know, that's actually, um, I do work with a lot of uh, people entering um, into their own companies. And I even help mentor people coming into this role as a mortgage broker. And that's one of the things that I do talk about is, is you've got to understand you, you really need to have at least six months of what does it cost you to live in the, um, just your overall housing costs and cost to live. Yeah. Like you better have that budget in place before you enter into this world. Like how many months rich are you? Yeah. Because you will not have a paycheck for a long time. Well, yeah, because you work very much the same way I do. You eat what you kill <laughs> and you can kill well, but it doesn't always pay immediately. That's right. So, you know, and, and again, someone coming from a hourly or salary income where they, you know, they did the job and they got paid into a role where you're earning your own your own way. You don't get paid. Um, not right away. Yeah. So, you know, it, it, that is a different way of budgeting. And, you know, and actually, you know, I just actually sat down with one of my clients who's I did a mortgage for. Um, about a year and a half ago, and uh, she sat down and said, Michelle, I'm, I make a lot of money, but I'm, I don't have, I have more, I have a negative net worth. 
And I had that exact conversation with her is, you know, you got to sit down and figure out what is it actually your, your cost of living. And then you've got to start paying yourself first yep. and then live, live as if you're poor. Yep. You know, you've got to create yourself an, an allowance and a budget. Well, and one of, one of the things that I am always having to work with a lot of people is making them understand the difference between profit and cash flow. Yes. Yeah. Both are vitally important, but you'll see a lot of people, yeah, I make a lot of money. They've got the good cash flow, but mm. there's no profit at the end of it. Right. And then right. there's the ones, okay, it's a really profitable job, but I'm not going to get paid for your and like you said, how do you survive until then? Like either you, you have the resources to do it on your own or do you have a spouse or someone that can that can support you while you're building this? Right, right. And, and there, there's pros and cons you, to both. <laughs> yeah, because otherwise when you finally get the reward of that pay, you're all you're doing is paying back everywhere that you borrow to make life happen. Yeah, credit cards, <laughs> line of credit, borrowing from everyone you can to survive. That's right, and that's very expensive. Very expensive way of doing things. Probably damaged your credit along the way. Well, hopefully, but not. But as as you and I have both seen, it happens an awful lot, and it's it, a lot of the time it's not even necessarily because people are, are are making mistakes or or like overspending or doing things like that. But they just don't take into consideration like how long is it going to take to get paid, and what are all the costs that actually go into running your business, like. So many people forget, oh, well, yeah, I've got to look after my workers' compensation, and I've got to pay for my insurance, my business license, and, the, and business cards, and all of these things. And they're the hidden costs because they're not every single month or every single job, but they all have to be paid. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. yes, no. your, your, your son is definitely very lucky in that he's getting to learn all of this stuff from a woman who uh, has, has the knowledge and experience. Is it, is it weird now that... You're 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 finally past the stage of just being mom, and you actually know something. <laughs> you know, it's that actually makes me laugh because it's true. When you're when your kids are teenagers, they just look at you like you're just the not the smartest person in the world. Yep. <laughs> and uh, and then all of a sudden, there's this point in time where that starts to change, and they all of a sudden start looking at you like you're wise. <laughs> it's like, wow. So I am smart. I am smart. <laughs> Yeah, like I said, I, I, I joke because my daughter's 13 now and I'm going, her most fluent language is eye roll. Mm, but yeah, yeah it, 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 it's still pretty good. Like she will ask me different things, but I, I see that um, like her and her, her best friend will, will, will test us with questions because they'll ask me a question and then they'll go and ask my, my, my girlfriend the question to see if they're getting the same answer. Yes. It's like, okay, if we can get the same answer from, from them at different times and they haven't had a chance to talk to each other, then we know we're getting the straight goods. And I'm going, do you think we're going to lie to you or something? Right, exactly. Oh, my goodness. Isn't that funny? Or we'll, we'll be talking about them. Like you said, you need to do this. You need to do this. You need to do this. And it goes in one ear and out the other. And I don't even think it swirls around on the inside at all. But if they hear it on TV or did you watch this YouTube thing, Mom? And I'm going, yeah, this is the stuff I've been telling you about for two years. And they're so brilliant. And I'm like, Ma, I'm going, do I talk? Because I like the sound of my own voice. <laughs> it is a lovely thing. Trust me, when they get a little older. My girlfriend had told me that she's a teacher in a high school. And she said, Michelle, don't worry. The light will come on. Yeah. <laughs> she was right. It did. <laughs> well, there, 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 has, there has to be a few perks to, be, to going through all these difficult challenges with a parent, as a parent sometimes. 
Oh, I know. There has to be. I mean, <laughs> people keep having kids, so there must be a perk somewhere. Yes. Well, I, I, I think you and I probably got it off fairly fairly lucky, and we've got good ones. So. Yes, I do. Yes, I would agree. So what would you say were the, the three lessons that you put the most time and effort into making sure that your son got them when it came to money? Before before you set him out on his own into his own place and that. That he understood the value of a bank account, how to save, goal setting. I think the the biggest foremost was always goal setting. You know, you got to be clear about what what it is you're working towards. And um, you know, I find when he's troubled, I'll always say, "Well, what's your goals?" And he'll actually pull out his journal and he'll show me. He goes, "Mom, these are my goals, and this is how I'm going to get there." So um, that's that's a big one. Yeah. How old was he when you started working on the goals? Oh, that was a young age. Oh, goodness. That would have been probably about grade five, grade five and grade six. Do you remember what his first financial goal was? Yeah, I do. He wanted a motorbike. He wanted a dirt bike. And how long did it take him to get it? Uh, It took him over a year. But he accomplished it. Oh, he must have been very proud of himself. Yeah, yeah. And how, how did you how did you go about? Because there's so many different ways for 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 setting the goals and stuff. What were what were some of the things that you used to teach him the importance and the value and how to set goals? Um, I'm a big journaler, so I I always bought him a journal. And something that him and I used to do is, um, we'd sit down and we'd have a cup of tea. So I, I'm also a tea drinker. Yep. So what kind of code for my son and I is we need to talk is, would you like to have a cup of tea? (laughs) That's code. It's much less scary than we need to chat. (laughs) Yes, it is. And, um, you know, we'd sit down and, and talk through what was, what was important to him and what was maybe bothering him and um, what were important and things that he felt he needed at the time. And um, we'd work through the whys and, you know, so, you know, it was always, there's always a lot more work involved in 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 things because I always made him really think through the process and reason things out, and um, and I think that's been very effective even today with his skills with reasoning with with people. You know, when you're self-employed, you've got to be able to reason things out with people, and um, he's got that ability to do so. So. Yeah, I I love that. I always teach. So many people are focused on the answers, mm-hmm. but the big thing is you need to ask the right questions in the first place. Right. If you ask the wrong question, you're going to get the wrong answer. You ask the right questions. Like you said, you're learning how to reason it out and go through the process. That's all about learning how to ask the right questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And the other thing is trying to see two sides of the story. So, you know, it's, you've also got to think about other people and impacts. Oh, very much, very much. So all, all deals in my world have to be win-win. You have to win and the other person has to win because if somebody's losing, it's never going to work out. It might work out in the short term, but it's never going to last. That's right. Well, thank you very much for spending this time visiting with us. Well, thank you, Tammy. I appreciate having this conversation and, uh, and having the discussion. So I thank you for that. Yes, it's it's always good, and I know that the people that are listening will get a lot out of it. So thank you very much, and have a wonderful day. You too, Tammy. Take care.
Before we leave each other, I would ask all of you listening to please subscribe to and rate my podcast. A review would be most appreciated and feedback is always welcome. Whether it be a comment, future topic suggestions, and or questions you or your kids would like to have answered in the Ask Tammy column on the financialfund.ca website. Please feel free to check me out on Facebook at Financial Foundations Children's Books, on Twitter at Financial Fund, and Instagram at Financial.Fun. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Financial Fund Podcast. Join Tammy Johnston again next week. For more information, please visit financialfund.ca.